God looked over everything he had made and it was so good. So very good. This is Life in Perspective, episode 10. What did he say? <laughs> Let's get it. Yo, welcome to Life in Perspective episode 10 what did he say i feel like sometimes we gotta ask ourselves the tough questions sometimes we get distracted sometimes we get off and sometimes we lose focus and we forget what god said i was gonna call this episode a reminder a reminder all so you guys probably might not know that reference but i am a huge jay-z fan and i feel like that song was on i can't remember what episode it was but it's gonna be you know when I give the little preview on Instagram it's it's gonna be the it's gonna be the music behind it because sometimes we need a reminder right sometimes we experience things in life sometimes you know just our worlds are upside down and whatever happens starts to become how we define ourselves and guys we can't do that, right? It's it's just, it's not, it's not an option. It's not an option for us. The beginning of this episode, we always start with a quote and or a scripture. And this week, we started with a scripture that was found in Genesis 1. And basically, you know, God created everything. In Genesis chapter 1, he created the sun, the moon, the stars, the water, the land, the animals, and guess who else? You and I. And he, I was wondering, because he's having a conversation with some Somebody, but I was wondering who it was because we hadn't yet been created while he was having some of the conversation. So I was like, God, who was you talking to? And then I was wondering, like, he was probably talking to Jesus, like God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They were all together because they're one, but they were all together talking to themselves, but to each other all at the same time. We, we're not going to break down the Trinity today, but these are thoughts that go through my head while I'm reading. Um, but he has this conversation, you know, and he says, let's make men in our image. Let's make them God-like. Let's make this God-body them, you know? And um, sometimes, you know, we have a God complex, but I'm wondering if having a God complex is really a bad thing because we are gods. We were made in the image of the God, the true and living God. And so I feel like, if I truly understand my identity, I would understand that I'm God-like. Hmm? But yeah, you know, I, I wanted to use that verse because I think oftentimes we are on this journey and this search of seeking validation from external factors. When in the reality is when God created us before he created us and after he created us, he looked at everything he created and said, it is good. It is very good. And then he went to sleep. And so I think when you create something, you say it's good and you can go to sleep, you are really secure in what it is. I'm a creative and I think about things that I create and I think about things that I create that I can just go to sleep after. And then I think about the things that I create and I'm like, man, you know, I'm up all night. And so I think for the great and almighty Lord, Abba Father, that I am, you know, he is the I am that I am. I think that's a strong statement. I think for him to look at everything that he created and say that it was good and then go to sleep 
proves that you are already enough. Like we are already enough. And I think because we live in a world that is defined by social status or economic status or followers on Instagram and Twitter, do people still use Twitter or Clubhouse, you know, whatever it is, followers, subscribers, clicks, likes, shares. Uh, I just think that it gets really easy to lose who you are and lose the identity that God has given you. And so I wanted us to have this conversation today. Obviously, you guys already know that if we're talking about anything on life and perspective, it is either something that God is shifting my perspective on or something I'm right smack dab in the middle of that I think is a journey that we should take together. And I definitely think that this journey of identity is something that we should take, you know, together. And here's the thing. Um, False identities, right? It's something that I talk about in Bible study all the time. And I I liken it to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a visual learner. And so when I'm having conversations with Jesus or I'm reading the Bible, you know, I need to go to the place of which I'm reading. When I think about how we um, develop or start to embrace false identities or identities that counter who God says we are, you know, what we're going to do today on this here podcast is, you know, sometimes I think about flying, right? Maybe some of you haven't flown in a while because, you know, we were and still are in the middle of a panorama. And, you know, maybe you haven't flown on a plane. But one of the most irritating things to me on a plane when I used to check bags is, you know, you have that bag and you got everything you need because when we pack, we got to pack for what could happen. You know, what might happen, what I might want to wear, even though I already have what I want to wear. But just in case, you know, something changes. And um, I don't know about you guys, but um, you might not know this about me, but I am obsessed with shoes, like sneakers, really. So usually I have to have a sneaker for every outfit because it's just a vibe, right? You got to catch a vibe and you got to be, you just got to be on and popping. And so I think about when you go to that counter, right? You got, got your tag on there and you go into that counter and you put in that suitcase on that scale and your heart's already beating fast because you know that you've overpacked and um the worst thing is when it is at 51.1 because you know it's not supposed to be over 50 pounds and the thing is that if you have a bag that's over 50 pounds i pay an extra 75 dollars who wants to do that and the worst thing is that happens is when you put it on that scale and it is overweight and you have to go in that bag open it up and 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 decrease some of that weight because you're not about to pay the extra 70 you're not gonna pay the extra cost of what it takes to carry baggage hmm hmm you're not gonna do that and so that's what we're gonna do today guys you know I am sitting us on the scale and we are going to remove the excess baggage that we should have never came with we are sometimes often packed for a trip that we are not ready to go on you know we have over our life acquired things and instead of you know experiencing them grieving them letting them go we have packed them in our bag of life and we have allowed them to define us. We have allowed them to become a part of us. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to put ourselves on that scale at that airport and we are going to make sure that we hit the goal. We're going to be underneath the weight of what it requires for us to get on that nice little ramp and get on the flight to where God wants to take us, which is ultimately, you know, walking in our purpose and our calling and being able to embrace the true identity of who God has called us to. It's interesting because I feel like identity is such like 
this topic that should be often discussed, but it isn't discussed. And we are, you know, on the heels of just experiencing Resurrection Weekend, which I love because I feel like outside of like the religious things that it has become or the religious practice that it has become to, you know, go all out. It's the Super Bowl of church. I think aside from all of that, for me, it genuinely serves as a reminder of how much God loves me. And I feel like it was a reset on me understanding my identity, like who I am and who I am was defined way before I ever did a work, way before I ever created anything, way before I ever, you know, whatever you guys do, way before you sang a song, way before you got that promotion, your identity was already rooted in the one who created you. And I think that is a thing that we have to hold on no matter, hold on to no matter what, because life and society and the world we live in will try and define you by what you do, what you wear, what you have, what you've accomplished. And guys, when those things pass away, when they fail in the moments of life, things happen, life happens. When they fail, do you become a failure? Do you not then matter? Do you not exist? Do you not deserve existing in this life because you made a mistake or because something fell off or because you walked away from a job or because you were fired or because the thing that you created didn't do as well as you thought it would do? When we begin to define ourselves by external circumstances, guys, it is terrible because those things don't last. They aren't consistent. The only consistent thing is the one who created us, is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only thing that is consistent and he's the only thing that our identities can be rooted in because everything else will fail. Everything will pass away. I think identity is such a thing um, that we don't always discuss because we don't always understand it. You know, I recognize like even, you know, the saying was like hurt people, hurt people. It's because the person who was hurt took an identity of a hurt person and then they started to live out of that. And I wonder how much better we would live if we embraced the identity of Jesus, the identity that God gave us when he created us, when he looked at us and said, whew, that is good. Very good. When he looked at us and validated, he validated us before we were ever born. There's a passage of scripture that I really love to read in Jeremiah 1, where it says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. And it's interesting because we always hear that scripture, but if you read it in Jeremiah 1, it is actually a dialogue that God is having with Jeremiah because he's telling Jeremiah what he's calling him to do. And Jeremiah is telling him, Abraham, I'm not the one. <laughs> like, I am not the one you want. Like, I'm just a kid. Like, I'm just a boy. There's no way you want me to do this. And God's like, ah, 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 ah. Before I placed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I created you, I stamped you, I marked you. And I think all have to take that, right? Because oftentimes God will open up doors for us or he will, you know, start to start to reveal, you know, who he's called us to be. And we're going to argue with him and tell him, nah, bread, that ain't me. You know, the story I always talk about, what we always talk about here in Life and Perspective is Moses. You know, God tells Moses, I want you to go to Egypt and free the people, deliver them, set my people free. He says, tell them, let my people go. And Moses said, nah, bro, I was with you when you said go free them. But now you're saying tell them and I got to stutter. I'm not the one. And so there it is, that external factor. And so I would like to 
challenge you today. Hey, what is the external factor that you use to combat who God says you are? When God says says who you are, what is it that you put up against his word? And y'all, here's the thing. We always talk about like how God's word can't return to him void. If he says a thing, it has to come to pass. You do realize that you were born. How you were born was that you were spoken with the word. You, very self, our very selves, we, us, me, you, us, all of us, them, they, them over there, them up the street, them across the street, you, you listening to this right now, we were all created with the word. We are the word of God. And so the reality of that is that God spoke us into existence, which means it can't return to him void. So who he created you to be, you already are. This speaks to our sometimes inability to show up in spaces or show up in rooms or even show up in life because we don't believe that we are who God says we are. And so I've been doing this exercise where I've been writing down who I am because the reality of the situation is that sometimes I don't feel like I don't feel like the person that God sees. And so what we have to do is continuously take who God says that we are and rehearse it. And whenever there are moments or wherever we experience things that counter who God says that we are, we have to combat it with his word because his word is the only thing that is true. The mindsets or the identities that we take on based off of what we experience, they are lies. They are things, there are things that happen to us, but that is why we can't define ourselves by external factors. So I can't, I can't allow a job to define me because then when that job is gone, now who am I? Or I'm left stuck asking myself, who am I? You know, I can't allow a relationship to define me because if that relationship doesn't work out or it comes to an end, if it was only designed to be seasonal, do I now only know who I am in this season with this person? So now when that person is gone, now who am I? You know what I'm saying? And so I think this is so important. It's so key because last week, you know, we went back and we reflected on our why, you know, why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we where we are? And I know for some of us, We are where we are and we do what we do because it's rooted in false identities. And so I want us to get on that scale, check where we are, check what unnecessary baggage, check what traumatic event has happened in our life that we have now used to define us. And I want us to then take that bag off the scale and let's start going through it. Let's start unpacking it. We got to remove the weight because the reality is that if they let those bags at the airport, go on that ramp and everybody's bag is overweight, that is going to hinder the flight. And that is the same thing with our lives. If we continue to pick up things and carry them with us, it's going to hinder where God wants to take us. When you think about an airplane, it elevates, right? It goes from low and it goes high. But if you think about baggage and the weight that it holds, it hinders that flight. It'll either slow it down or it will potentially pull the flight down and you'll never reach where God wants you to reach. And so I am begging us to just take this journey. Let's unpack things. Let's, let's, 
Take a moment. If it was a, a relationship that you lost, take a moment to grieve it, but don't let it define you. Because someone chose to walk away from you doesn't mean that you are any less than who God called you to be. It doesn't mean that you are any less than what God created you to be. And so we got to stop allowing things to define us. I remember watching an old Breakfast Club interview with Kirk Franklin, and he brought up Michael Jackson. And he's like, so who was Michael Jackson? And everybody's like, oh, Michael Jackson was the greatest entertainer of the world. And Kirk Franklin said, no, no, no. See that. That's the problem. We define people by what they do and not who they are. And here's the danger in that. If we learn to define ourselves by what we do, when we no longer have the ability or the opportunity to do that thing, we will not know who we are. Because I've now allowed this external thing, this external factor, this thing that will eventually pass away, change, shift, whatever, I'll I'll allow that to become my identity. So when I don't have that, I feel like I have nothing to live for because I feel like I lost the thing that was me. When in reality, you were never born to be defined by a thing that could pass away. You were defined by the true and living, consistent, faithful God. And the reality is, is that he basically defines us by his love. We were to die for. That was my post on Easter. I'm like, the cross is a reminder that God thinks I'm to die for. Like somebody who thinks that you are to die for is worth everything in me. Like if he thinks I'm to die for, you can have it all. You can have everything. My entire life is devoted to you because you thought I was to die for. I was going to die. I was going to be born to die, which is still am. But after I die, my spirit is going on into eternity to live and have everlasting life. And he gave me that opportunity after I was bogus, after I'm still bogus. He chose me even knowing that I wouldn't choose him. I already preached this message last week, so I'm not going to preach it again. But I'm just trying to help you understand that our true identities are found in the way that God loves us. He defines us by our his love for us. And the crazy thing is that before you ever took a breath, he thought that you were to die for. And I think if I could embrace the fact that there's nothing I can do to earn it, there's nothing I can do to mess it up, then I probably could live a better life knowing that man, at the end of the day, he loves me in spite of me. He loves me in spite of who walks away from me. He loves me in spite of having this job, not having this job, going to school, dropping out of school. Like nothing I could do changes the way that he feels about me. Nothing I could do changes the way that he sees me. And if I learn to see myself the way that God does, it tells me that I'm worthy, that I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of everything that he's given me, every door that he's opened for me. I am worthy of it before I ever have to do anything. There is nothing I could do to earn his love for me. It's a gift. He gave it to me. And if I learn to embrace the gift and live through it, guys, lives would be changed. Our lives would be changed from a mere perspective shift, a mere ability to see ourselves the way that he does. You know, I always tell you guys about a prayer that I have when I'm having, you know, struggles with understanding a situation or understanding why I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing. My prayer is always, God, give me your perspective. And that is simply his view. Lord, give me your perspective and your view of who I am your view of what the situation is. But right now in this moment, while we're discussing this on the podcast, while we're journeying through this together, let's unpack the suitcase, whether it was a failed relationship, let's unpack it. It's so interesting. I was talking to a friend and, you know, something had happened where like what he does was kind of challenged, right? 
And if we are on the outside looking in, it could be looked at as a failure. And I knew that it was going to hurt him to have to tell him like, ah, you missed the mark on this. Right. And oftentimes, like for me, I hate to mess up. Like I hate to mess up. I hate to get things wrong. I hate to fail at something, which is oftentimes why I don't try things because I have a fear of failure. We're working on it, right? And probably the fear of failure is rooted in the fact that I'm identifying and defining myself by my wins. So it's like, dang, when I get this, I was like, ooh, she killed it. She's fire. She's bomb. But I was all those things, whether I mess up or not, because God said I was those things, right? He said I was a winner. He said I was victorious. He said I was more than a conqueror. Hmm? And so, you know, so back to my friend's story. And so oftentimes when we fail at something or we mess up something, we allow that to define us. And so um, I was talking to him the other day and he's like, man, like, I'm gonna lie. Like I was hurt. My feelings were hurt. I'm feeling like, you know, this is my craft and I feel like it's kind of being challenged and how good I am at it or whatever. And he was like, but then I had this moment where I woke up in the morning. He was like, and, and there was like this figure that tried to grab me and like rub my head. And he was like, I got scared. So it went away. And he was like, but then he's like, I just heard a voice say, thank you. And that you've done enough. And he was like, man, he was like to be like validated and to have what I do validated by God himself like I'm good like nobody can take that away from me and I share that to say y'all God has already validated you and don't let anybody including yourself take it away from you you are enough remind yourself on what he has said about you and just in case This isn't a reminder, just in case this is very new for you and you're like, okay, Brenda, I hear you, I feel you, like I really want, I wanna embrace the identity um, that is found in Christ. How do I do that? Where does it start? And so it basically, for you and for me, it started in Ephesians 1 and it's like verses three through 14 and I'm gonna read it, um, parts of it to you because I think sometimes we just need to hear what God says about us. First of all, I already gave you the first thing, right? When he created you, he looked at you and he said you are good very good and I think if you can't remember anything else that I'm gonna say remember that when you feel low and when you feel beneath and when you feel not good enough and when you feel like dang I'm not worth somebody fighting for me if you get lose a job and you feel like dang I'm trash why you know why did I fail at this when you feel like a failure I want you to remind yourself that God says you are good and that you are very good and that he loves you and there is nothing a lost job a failure a mistake none of that can separate you from his love it's literally attached to you it is a part of you you know like you have heart you have lungs you have breath all of that is a part of you so is his love for you it is a part of you embrace it wear it wear it as a clothing what wear it as a clothing wear it as a jacket you know wear it as whatever that thing is that you have to put on every day like there's a necklace that my dad bought for me i wear it every day The same way that you wake up in the morning and you put on underclothes, Hmm? wake up in the morning and put on the love of God because that is what your identity is wrapped in. Okay, so Ephesians 1, right? Verses 3 through, oh, it's so, so amazing. I'm going to tell you what it says after I just said, right? Wake up and wrap yourself in the love of Jesus. So I always read the Passion Translation because it's just so poetic. I love it. So it says, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father, the father of our Lord Jesus, 
all because he sees us wrapped into Christ. So think about how much he loves Jesus and understand that he loves you just the same because we are wrapped in Jesus. So when he sees you, he doesn't see the mistakes. When he sees you, he doesn't see the failures. He doesn't see the job that you do have. He doesn't see your status. He doesn't see your accolades or your degrees. He sees Jesus and he loves you. None of that stuff matters. And it says, this is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. And in love, he chose us before he laid the foundation of the universe, which means if he chose you before the foundation of the universe, you were not even born, which means there's nothing you did or can do to earn his love. He gave it to you before you were even a thought. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace. For the same love he has for the beloved Jesus, he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. It brings him pleasure for us to be wrapped in Jesus so he can love us like we never did a thing. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. Before you made a mistake, before you feel like you you did whatever thing that you did and you like, man, I can never go before God because of this. He doesn't see it. He sees the G- he sees you wrapped in Jesus. I-, I love it. I love all of this. This super abundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the anointed one, he unveiled his secret desire to us, the hidden mystery of his long range plan, which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all the ages finally reaches its climax when God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth through Christ Jesus. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny, that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. Before we were even born, He gave us our destiny, that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. I'm ending with that. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny and that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. So here is the reality of the situation. Your past, your present, your future, your mistakes, your job, your status, it doesn't define you. Before you had anything, before you lost anything, before you did anything, before you made any mistake, before you were born, he gave you your destiny. That we would fulfill the plan of God who always, he accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. If before you were in your mother's womb, he knew you and he gave you your destiny, there's nothing you can do to mess it up. There's nothing you can do to earn it. So you might as well embrace it and live it out because it is his purpose and his plan and it will come to pass. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys and use this week to remind us all What did he say? And whenever you have a moment where you're like, I don't know if I can show up today, wherever 
today is, whatever today brings for you, I wanted to remind you of what he said about you and that before you were born, he gave you a destiny to fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. I didn't even know that that verse was there and it was said like that, but I think that is a perfect place for us to end today. So now that we have removed the excess baggage we've set on the suitcase we've zipped it up we can now put it back on that scale and it'll be underweight and prepared to take flight and so i'm saying that to you now that you have released the things that you have falsely identified yourself by let them go release them pick them up no more so that god can elevate you to where he intended for you to be before you were born you are enough You are more than enough. He loves you. And when he created you, he looked at you and he said, you are good. Very good. I pray that I said something today to help you put your life in perspective. Guys, I love you. And as always, I am praying for you. I cannot wait to be back with you here next week. By next week, we're going to be a year into life in perspective. And it's only going up from here. I love y'all so much. This is Life in Perspective. (laughs) We out.